Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. Last week, the party began to execute their plan to attack two vulnerable points in the city surrounding the node in hopes of luring two of the three generals away from their leader. Bria sped invisibly to a barracks in the militaristic trine of the city and is preparing to firebolt the shit out of the guards there. Kit, meanwhile, slipped through the shadows to the dark trine of the city and is preparing to unleash a tidal wave against the arcane darkness generator she found there. Will our two adventurers be able to achieve their goals and get out of the city safely? If they do, will their actions be enough to lure the generals out as they hoped? And will Bizdira be able to fight her instincts and stay outside the city as their plan dictates? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hello. Hey, all, hey. The, all the answers to those questions are, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I... I realized yes. as we were recording the outro for the last episode, remember when Uh-oh. we were sending a message back to Mox and we were like, oh, let's just say hi to Sniv because we have these six words or whatever. You realize that you should have said bye to Sniv just in case? I'm leaving that silence in, too. I can't even be mad at that, because that was a really <laughs> Go on. Bria, come back. Come on. <laughs> come play. Um, that we didn't... He said in his message to us, one always stays, and I think we just assumed that that meant that, like, one of them would always be guarding, but we could have asked, which one always stays? <laughs> Instead of just attacking. So... Well, let's uh, let's find out. Let's hope that yeah, your interpretation I, was correct. I think that it it's not necessarily one particular one. I think it's like just one of them always is around. And that's what I'm saying is that I think that us just assuming that we should have just we should have asked just to make sure. But we're here, eh, and we're here. I'm about to firebolt, and I uh, am kind of just ready to go. Bizdira, any objection? I, I mean, I'm trying to look for shadows that. Put- <laughs> potentially okay. be my friend so you know i'm All right, kind well, of like we we left last week's episode with kit's tidal wave so we'll start there this week so he's like i'm ready to go let's do this let's do this okay you hold we're going to kit again <laughs> so kit tell us this is not a spell that we've ever seen you cast i don't believe Wait, so tell us starts. a little bit of, doesn't mine go first actually yours probably goes second to be honest because uh she had to go further it's true she did have to go further uh fine we'll start with bria <laughs> <laughs> so bria yes give me some attack rolls now we're yeah do give me some attack rolls for your firebolt let's start there okay how many tell us well i'm not sure that's going to depend on how things go so first attack roll it's either a crit or a natural one. I'm not sure which. Neither. Um, oh. It's not good, uh, but I'm assuming I'm hitting this rickety building, so maybe. Right. I mean, the, the, you're I, you're you're firing towards guards, but I I, I assume I'm that not, your purpose is not. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to light shit on fire. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a seven. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's in the general vicinity, sure. Uh, so you do you do that. You fire over there. Uh, it doesn't hit anyone, but it certainly catches uh, the nearest guards to your attention. Uh, and they are in the process of looking around and trying to find you. And you know that you have popped into visibility, hovering above the city. Uh, so go ahead and make me another attack roll. That's better. 
That's an 18. All right, so you fire a little beyond them, and let's see if they're going to look towards that or continue to look for the source of these firebolts. One of them definitely, aha, one of them definitely... (laughs) rolled a natural one, so definitely looks in the direction, and in fact starts to run uh, in the direction of where your second shot landed. The other one, however, continues to look up in the air and around you. Uh, Go ahead and make an attack roll for your third shot, as I see if he spots you. Can I make a stealth roll, too? Where? You're in the air. What's the plan here? I'm wiggling all around. I'm going, ha, ha, ha. I think that's more distracting than the fireballs. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> They're like Santa Claus is here. <laughs> Didn't know that Santa Claus had wings. I guess we're this all getting the, cold the for Christmas. Christmas. Cause it's gonna burn down. Um stop, stop, stop. what am I doing? Stop. What am I doing? You're attacking again. Go ahead and make me another attack roll. Oh damn it. Uh nine. Okay, uh, so you manage to get uh, a little further, and there's one more, just just so that I know how this is all going to shake out, and then we'll do some narrative. Go ahead and make me one final one for the furthest away points, the pair of guards that are on the far side of the building. It's a 12. Oof. Okay, so you've started some fires. There were a couple of, like, piles of bodies around the barracks that, like, are just dead bodies that, I, I don't know, are, are awaiting being brought into undeath. They're just, like, storage, like, husk storage or something. That's uh, so you a, hit a horrid... <laughs> Well, look, the, everything about this is horrid. There are crawling disembodied hands in the other trine that you all haven't gone to. Um, what? We've never heard that before. <laughs> so, uh, so, so uh, you know, you catch a couple of those on fire. You've definitely started fires. Uh, let's say you managed to knock, like, a corner off of the, of the barracks itself, so that caused a little bit of structural damage, not nearly enough to, like, actually, you know, cause a problem. But, uh, but you've done some of that. And uh, and this one guard, that very first guard, does keeps looking around and spots you. And he points in your direction and sort of lets out this guttural yell, unslings a crossbow from his back and fires at you. An 11 to hit? No. So you, in your wiggliness and your ha 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 manage to avoid the bolt as it comes flying towards you. But he begins to reload and continues to yell. What do you do? I, as much as I hate to do this, uh. drop down to the ground. Like when you're on those stupid-ass rides where people just, like, they make you bounce so you up like, and down. Oh, I hate You, like, drop-drop all the way to the ground? Yeah. I mean, okay. like, I'm not, I'm going very fast. I'll slow myself down at the end, but I'm just trying okay, to get out of That was my question. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, so you drop down. You drop down. You can still hear the yelling. You're now shielded from this ghoul, this uh, armored ghoul, uh, somewhat. But you know that he'll uh, either be after you or will send others after you. Uh, what are you doing? You're on the ground now. He can't see you at the moment. So I am going to do one more firebolt um, okay. in the at opposite what? direction of where I'm. my escape route is. Okay. And then I am going to dash, 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 okay. dash, dash. Dashing away. Are you trying to also, like, find cover and hide as you go? Or are you just running the fuck out? Um, no, I'm running the fuck out on the escape route that I yes. kind of planned out. So I'm hoping that that's 
gonna, yeah, I don't want to take the time to try to hide. I'll try to hide when I get out. All right. Run, roll percentile for me, and I'll come back for that number. Kit, what does Tidal Wave look like on your end? You are soaring above the city, wreathed in shadows, golden wings unfurled, and you begin to cast. So I imagine it's much like in Avatar, The Last Airbender. I take a drip of sweat from my brow, and it's in my hand, and then I start to, whatever, do fancy hand motions around the sweat, (laughs) and it goes out from me towards that spot um, where I want the tidal wave to appear, and then almost as though it's coming, like, out of the ground and over the building. I want it, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it with the cardinal directions, but I want the wave to come up from the side and to knock it um, kind of towards uh, the militaristic area. So away from where we're going and not towards uh, the center. Okay, great. You see, uh, as you begin to prepare this spell, you see flashes of light coming from the military center and have a feeling that perhaps uh, the game is afoot over there as well. So this wall of water begins to rise up and engulfs this this building where you believe the darkness generator to be situated. Uh, And let's see... All right. So, uh, that was like the tolling of the bells. <laughs> so, the uh, darkness generator uh, is completely engulfed by the water and the light around you for the moment that for the moment that the wave is on top of the building, the light comes back to this area. So there are normal shadows, but as I as I understand, this was like in the beginning, middle of the morning, right? So like, there's plenty of sunlight around, uh, but now it is finally given a chance to shine down into this area. Let's just see. Fortunately, no one seems to have spotted you up in the air, at least at the moment, Kit. Uh, what are you doing? Um, so I think basically as soon as I saw that the tidal wave happened, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to fly at an angle down towards uh, where I left Bizdira. Uh, Bizdira. Words. Okay. Um, but Great. yeah, I am speeding along as fast as I can, but getting closer to the ground in case I run out of time. Okay, absolutely. So you're angling down, speeding as fast as you can, uh, and and so you go. Why don't you roll me percentile as well, and I'm going to hop back to... Well, I'm going to get both of your percentiles at the same time. So, Bria, what was your percentile roll? It was a 43. That okay. Was dumb. Uh, that was dumb. That was myself. <laughs> it was a dumb roll, Bria. It was a dumb roll. I, I, rolled, I rolled two of the same percentile dice. I was like... What is wrong with me? <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and roll yours and let me know what you get, Kit. Oh, which way is that? It's either a 95 or a 65. Uh, uh, that that makes a big difference. Oh, oh that's a 90. Because if you turn it upside down and make it a 6, it becomes a 06. No, what did she do? But that's going to be really bad, isn't it? It is. That's the not great one. So go ahead and make me a wisdom perception check, Kit. Thank God, that's a 25. (laughs) Okay, so you make a wisdom perception check, 
And you realize that you are speeding down and you keep, you know, you're looking around, you're making sure that you're not going to crash into a building, you're making sure that you're heading, continuing to head towards Bizdira. You've gotten close to the ground, you're relatively close to the edge of the trine uh, and of the city, but there are some, there is a group of three shadows uh, and a skeleton with them that have risen up and have very clearly spotted you and they're sort of, they're, I mean, you're going to, you're on a crash course for them, which obviously you have seen them now, so you're not going to run right into them if you choose not to, but they've definitely spotted you, and they are definitely aware of you. Can I notice any of this when I in, in a position where I could potentially see all this? Potentially. Go ahead and give me a wisdom perception check. That's a 21. Uh, I do think, so what I think you see is I think you see Kit come speeding towards you. You catch sight of her again because she's got these wings. She's just about at the end of her wings. But anyway, you see her and you see her pull up short for a moment. I don't think you spot uh, the creatures that she has spotted because they're, you know, in the city. But you see her since she's up in the air. You see her pull up short. I, I would like to set a trigger for myself. Okay. If I see her in danger, I'm going to run towards her. Okay. All right, Whatever. let's find out what she's doing. Yeah. Kit, what you doing? I have no idea. Um, okay. I am... Uh, um, if I go to the left, is that towards the trine we are going to go in through? Uh, I'm just very you... disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> I want go, so to you... take a sharp turn towards the okay. trine that we were going to walk through. So the trine that you didn't attack yeah, in any way. Yeah, trine okay. number one. All right, so you turn that way. That's fine. I don't know which way that is, but yes, you turn that way. And I want to try to find a building or something I can hide in the shadow and be lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a dexterity stealth check. Mm. Oh, and I still have pass without trace. Fine. You do. That's a uh, 25. <laughs> okay. All right, that's one, two, ooh, three... Okay. All right. So uh, you find a building, you hide inside of it, uh, unsure what exactly uh, has gone on, uh, but you're hiding inside, and all of a sudden, uh, you you wait there for a moment. Bizdira, you lose sight of her. Uh, you have not noticed her in danger, but you saw her sort of drop down uh, of her own volition, drop down to the ground, and now you've lost sight of her again. Okay. So you're still hanging on out there? Uh, I'm going to see if I can move along. I guess I'm in a tree line, I guess. Sure. I'm going to try to move along the tree line to see if I can catch sight of her again. Okay, go ahead and roll me a wisdom perception check and I'll get it from you in just a moment. Meanwhile, Kit, all of a sudden, uh, a shadow moves in the building that you are hiding in and from the wall comes a what appears to be a living shadow of some sort and it attempts to grab you. Does a 14 hit you? Just misses. Just misses. Okay. So it attempts to grab for you, but uh, it misses. You are startled by it. What do you do? It's a shadow? It is a It is a per- humanoid-sized and shaped shadow. I have been preparing uh, you for this moment with all of my drawings. It doesn't look like oh any of Bria's <laughs> drawings. <laughs> what? That was very confusing. <laughs> um... Oh, I'm torn between two things, but I think I'm going to attack it. Okay. Um, With what? What a great question. What am I going to attack it with? Uh, I'm going to do an ice knife at it. Okay. And it's going to... It is right next to you, so you'll have disadvantage on your ranged attack roll. Mm, Okay, it's right there, but it's... Uh, have my wings ended? They have at this point, yeah. And it's just a shadow. Fascinating. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think that's what my first impulse is. I don't... Okay, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Haha. 
I rolled two seventeen. All right, that'll even. It doesn't matter what your modifier is. That's already better than its AC. So you hit. Go ahead and roll the damage. Mm, who's going to be nice to me? Uh, okay, that's six piercing, and then oh, the cold damage. How does this work? <laughs> Uh, so six piercing, so I'll take that on board. Now, uh, you and the shadow need to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, the shadow soups failed. Uh, I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a waste. Um... (laughs) That was only a six. Okay, so you fail your... So you'll take full damage, and does the... uh, Oh, so only you take the cold damage. (laughs) Oh, no, it failed, so you both take the cold damage. Yeah, yeah, you both take the cold damage. Uh, Fine. Six. All right. And it was six piercing, right? Yes. Um, Okay. And I have to roll to see if I keep pass without trace up. Uh, yes. While you do that, Bizdira, what was your wisdom perception check? Nine. You are still trying to maneuver to a place where you can see what's going on in the city. The shadow is going to reach out, meanwhile, and try and grab you again, Kit. Uh, a 21 to hit. Yes. Okay, so you feel absolutely frigidly cold. You <laughs> take 13 necrotic damage. I have and resistance! Great, so that's only six necrotic damage, but your strength score, you feel your strength sapped out of you. Your strength score is reduced by three. Holy shit. Forever? I don't know. We're in the heat of battle. You'll think about it later. Go ahead and take your turn. Disengage. Get the fuck out. Um... The shadow yeah. is definitely beginning to, like, discorporate and come apart at the seams from your attack. You definitely did a, a good bit of damage to it. Oh, I'm so torn. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, fine, I really want to attack it, but I think that I'm feeling crappy enough from having all my strength sucked out of me uh, that I will... How far am I from where I was supposed to meet Bizdira? Uh, probably a couple of minutes run. <laughs> Fine, I will, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna disengage, and then I'm gonna run as fast as I can out of there. Uh, so you run as fast as you can, uh, 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 uh using the dash, after you're disengaged, you're gonna use the dash action? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw real quick. We'll just do the one. Um, I would like to add my bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I rolled a six on that, so hopefully this is enough. Does a 13 save me from whatever's going to happen? Okay, so you you have a stitch in your side. You are breathing heavy, but you manage to keep your pace up enough to stay away. Oh. Don't. You manage to keep your pace up enough that you get to the edge of the city without the shadow attacking you again, but the shadow is dogging your steps, and it's slightly faster than you. So... It, too, has to take the dash action each turn, so it's unable to attack you. Uh, So you get to the edge of the city, but it is still right there with you. Bizdira, you see, after a few minutes of you trying to move around, you see Kit burst from the city, and a something is chasing her. You can't tell what it is, but something is chasing her. And she's Uh, off. She's off running. And yep, absolutely. She's off running. So why don't the two of you, real quick, just roll me a a very, we're going to do this very fast, a very fast initiative roll. Bria, if you haven't guessed, your percentile was fine. You're going to make it out of the city without any trouble. Yeah, I got that. Okay, uh, Bizdira? 17. And Bria, I mean, and Kit. 10. Okay, so Bizdira, you can go first. Okay. Um, she's you going... see the thing, you're still a ways away, you're still out of melee, but you're within uh, Radiant Sunbolt okay. if you wanted to do that. Yeah, she's going to throw two of those off. All right, do she's it. running. And Kit, I assume at this point you're still just running from it. Yeah. Does right. a 15 hit? 
Or sorry. A 15 does hit. Okay. Uh, 14? A 14 also hits. Awesome. So both of them hit. <laughs> okay. It's 15 points of radiant damage. And the sun bolts that, that Bizdira fires at this thing just completely destroy the shadow utterly. It clearly was, was vulnerable to the light power, to the radiant energy that she threw at it, and it just is completely destroyed instantaneously. Do I get to uh, Kit in my move? Uh, you can now, yeah. She's out yeah. of danger entirely at she this point. She literally so. grabs Kit's hand and starts running to where we're going to meet Flick and Bria. Okay, so we're going to fast forward in time just a little bit uh, to now that the four of you are met again outside the city. What is it? Ill met by moonlight? Except there's no moonlight because it's still the middle of the day. Uh, So the four of you are together. Kit Kit looks terrible, but you're all there. You're all relatively safe, and you have... uh, you have definitely achieved something because Flick, since you were sort of the only one who was able to keep their eyes on sort of the big picture, uh, Flick, you have noticed that a few minutes after the attacks started to go off, after your invisibility dropped, uh, that green energy light that was shooting up into the sky cut off. Time nice. Okay. Gotta go. Let's do this. Um, right. it, what are there... we doing? Oh, yes, Flick? Well, uh, uh, she looks terrible. That's she triggering does. to me. Um, Is this something that I think my lesser restoration could... um... So the two of you, well, anybody who wants, can make an intelligence arcana check about this. Oh, I crit failed. (laughs) Apropos. Bria's like, you're dying. (laughs) I'm crying. It was a very (laughs) stressful day so far. Uh I got to me a 15. Okay, and Kit? 14. I have a negative one, and I got an 18. Oh, right. I have done research. I feel like this is always on Arcana checks, too, for you. Yeah, Yeah. it is. She secretly knows a fuck ton about magic. Um, (laughs) So the three of you, the three of you know that a lesser restoration won't do it. Uh, Bizdira, and and, uh, how you present this is entirely up to you because in my brain, you're just like, oh, whatever. It's like, put some dirt on it, take a nap, and you'll be fine. Bizdira, you're pretty sure that a short rest would be enough to return her strength to her. So she's gonna she's gonna go up to Kit and she's gonna cradle her face and say, "Suck it up, Buttercup. You'll be better in a little bit." And That's give her like a little tap on it and be like, "We gotta go." And I try to slap her, but with my strength, I can't even <laughs> reach her face. <laughs> what is your strength now? A seven. Oh. That's use, a minus two modifier. Use your wild shapes. You'll be fine. That's true. That's true. That would that wouldn't. Your wild shapes wouldn't be affected, so that's that's true. All right, okay, so you're well met, uh, ill met by Moonlight, and Bizdira has has told you to suck it up, Buttercup, and what are we doing? We're going in to try number one. Going in to try one. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be funkalicious if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that, of course, we do still have our Patreon. Go to Patreon 
patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Max the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Eldritch Foundry is an up-and-coming customizable 3D miniatures company that prints your dream mini in extremely high detail. Listeners of The Last Refuge can support our show and get 10% off your entire order from eldritchfoundry.com by entering the code LASTREFUGE, that's L-A-S-T- R-E-F-U-G-E at checkout. Finally, some new news for you this week. We want to officially announce our 2020 con schedule. We're super honored to have been invited as guests to attend a few cons this year, and there are a few others that we'll be submitting live shows to in the hopes that we can meet even more of you in person this year. Uh, These four cons that I'm about to mention are the ones that a majority of TLR cast members are going to attend, and that we'll at least hopefully have some official TLR events at. There might be some other cons throughout the year that smaller groups of us will attend in a less TLR official capacity, and we'll let you know about those later on. You can, of course, always check the Appearances tab on our website for more info about where we're going to be and when. So, the official TLR 2020 convention schedule is as follows. First, we're going to be making a guest appearance at the Great River Gaming Convention in St. Paul, Minnesota on February 22nd. We are so excited to have gotten an invitation from the organizer of this awesome new con for grade school students and their parents, and more importantly, that the invitation is thanks to one of our patrons, Lucas Hokum. Thanks, Lucas! Just a couple of months after that, on April 18th, we're going to be traveling out to Hempstead, New York, to be guests at the Long Island Tabletop Expo, where we'll be doing a panel and hopefully a live show as well, our very first live show. Uh, This event came from yet another one of our patrons, Rob Murphy, who only recently joined us on the Patreon. Thanks for supporting us and for the invitation, Rob. You can find out more information on the Long Island Tabletop Expo if you want to attend and see us there by going to litabletop.com. Then we're going to have a little break in official con attendance until the end of October, when we're going to spend October 30th through November 1st as guests at the very first Nerdarchy Con. We are so humbled and grateful to have been invited to help kick off Nerdarchy's very first con this year with yet another live show and a panel. Huge thank you to James Intracasso in particular for inviting us. More information if you want to attend Nerdarchy with us can be found at nerdarchycon.com. That's N-E-R-D- 
A-R-C-H-Y-C-O-N dot com. Finally, our last official TLR Con of the year will be a return to one of our favorites, PAX Unplugged, in Philadelphia from November 20th through the 22nd. We'll have to wait until event submissions roll around to be able to let you know if we're going to have official events there this year, but even if we don't, we hope to see tons of you there and play some games together. Info, of course, at PAXSite.com. Okay, I think that's all the announcements I've got for you this week. I know that was a lot of information all at once. If you do want more information on the cons that we just mentioned, want to see what other cons are going to be attending in less official capacities, and all of that, don't forget to check out the Appearances tab on our website. Thanks for listening, and happy gaming, y'all! What is the pl- Like, what are we doing? We're going into the city... Are we sneaking? Are we? Where are we going? What are we doing? Tell me more. I yeah, think I think we're sneaking. Is probably a good idea. And we're trying okay, to get sneaky. to the center to okay. get to where the note is and hopefully kill some necroman. Necro necroman. <laughs> All right, uh, let's start with everybody making dexterity stealth checks at a plus ten for this first one. <laughs> oh no, Ms. Dira, did you crit fail? No. Did you roll a two? I rolled a three. That's a 19. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bria? 38. Holy (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Amazing. Kit? Uh, 20. All right. And Flick? Where's Bria? (laughs) Um, A 25. (laughs) But Flick thinks he accidentally cast invisibility on her. (laughs) How many spell slots have I used? How many spell slots have I used? (laughs) Where did she go? All right, so the three of you make your way into this trine. The four of us or three of us? Well, the, the four of you, but one of you, nobody has any idea where you are, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not, they, they're assuming that you're with them, but they have no idea. So the four of you make your way into this trine. As you go in, you see here, you see a couple of strange things. The first thing that you absolutely all notice are these horrible swarms of disembodied hands that sort of roll their way up and down the streets in in droves. And now will you all make me please intelligence nature checks. Remember my intelligence is minus one? I do remember that. I How'd rolled you do, a Ms. two. Uh-huh. So you got a one. I got a one. A non-natural one. I'm basically, I'm, I see the hands and I'm just like, like fighting down the urge to vomit. You have to make a constitution check. <laughs> I recently ran a combat where one of the monsters got baned, which meant that to all attack rolls and saving throws, they had to roll a d4 and subtract that from the result. And there were definitely some negative save throw results. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this one got a negative two on its wisdom save. Great. Great. There was also one creature had a plus six wisdom save and still rolled a three. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what you got a, a one. Uh, Bizdir, Bria, what'd you get? 16. Flick and a Leaven. Kit. 19. All right. Bria and Kit, both of you know that you all need to stay particularly be particularly vigilant about these hand swarms and stay away from them because there's no obvious they can obviously sense things around them quote unquote see things around them because they're not just like rolling into walls all the time these swarms but there are no obvious I mean they're hands right so they have no obvious like visual organs and so you bet that they have blind sight which might be trouble for y'all's attempts at hiding in Kit's shadows while you all are doing the pass without trace so you know that you have you two know that you have to be extra careful when those swarms of hands are around I will tell them that as you continue on through the city you eventually start seeing these 
ghouls that, they're definitely ghouls, they're definitely not zombies, because they've got the tongues, and they're a little hardier than regular zombies, and you think, as you see them from a distance, you think that they're wet, because they're dripping something, but as you get a better look at them, you realize that they're not, in fact, dripping water, they're dripping tar or oil. Uh, they're just covered in the stuff. Real fire hazard, have to say. Um, <laughs> I should have oh lit this place on fire. Pew, pew. <laughs> you definitely would have caused some fire in this place. Uh, and they're sort of meandering about every now and again. And the third type of creature that you all spot uh, quite a few of in this area are these zombies that... These zombies are covered in black pustules. And every now and again, you'll see one of them raise its head to the sky and exhale this black cloud of what look like maybe spores or something like that. These creatures just shamble about. Occasionally, you'll see one of them and the black black pustule will like pop and its hand will fall off or a piece of it will come loose from this creature. Can I make a nature roll to see if I think that what they're breathing out is what's part of what's sticking to the plants and stuff? Or is Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's so bad. Every nature roll, it's a it's a 10. I mean, maybe. It's real gross and the things that was wrong with the plants are real gross. It's possible. So those are the creatures that you see as you make your way through this portion of the city. Uh, go ahead. So you make your way through, and with uh, the help of Kit's Pass Without Trace, your first 15 or 20 minutes meandering through this portion of the city goes without incident. Unfortunately, eventually, the Pass Without Trace drops. Uh, and what's our plan next? Kit, are you going to recast, or you want to just make your way without uh, magical assistance at this point? I'm inclined to recast it. If uh, and I think that probably when when I like feel when I know that it's like gonna drop pretty soon, I turn to my friends and ask them if they think if they would like me to. Totally. So you idea. sort of pull them into a to an abandoned building. Uh, you know, you can hear these creatures outside moving around. There's quite a few of them, and they're definitely getting denser as you get closer and closer to the center of the city. Uh, but you pull them in here. You seem pretty pretty safe in here for the moment, and you ask them. So I'm on board. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, I do. All right, so you recast the Past Without Trace when it expires. The shadows continue to surround you, and you all can make another dexterity stealth check with the benefit of the Past Without Trace as you continue to make your way into the city. <laughs> Have you made a roll today that you haven't laughed at, Bizdira? No. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> What'd you get? I got another 19, because I rolled another three. Jeez. Uh, Kit. 27. Bria. Mine was not as good. It was a 35. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Flick. A 29. So you make your way in. You're getting much, much closer now. uh, But you're also having to... it's, It's much harder now to take a straight line through this trine towards the center, because there are a lot more undead. And... At this point, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that you're more interested in staying out of the way and staying hidden than blasting your way through. Correct. Swarms of hands. No thanks. <laughs> Flick just his eyes. Gigantic. Um, so it's it's gonna it it slows you down a fair bit, right? It probably you probably could have gotten there within the hour of this pass without trace, except that you're you're having to double back, you're having to loop around, you're having to go down zigzaggy streets. So it's gonna take you uh, some more time to get there. Um, Is there anything also... with um, that thieves can't would help with in the city? Thieves can't. Yes. Are you? 
anticipating there being other rogues in this city? I don't know. I'm asking you a question, sir. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I should. We should find a way to make use of Thieves' Cant. I don't think I've ever, in any game I've ever run or played in, actually made use of Thieves' Cant. You have created this world. <laughs> you can add it at any point. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. Um, You also see some evidence of creatures from the other trines uh, meandering about every now and again. You see some ghouls in armor. You see some some shadowy skeletons here and there. Um, Although, for the most part, when you see them, you see them running towards their trine uh, and definitely moving with a purpose. So, again, something must have have succeeded in your plans. Eventually... Eventually, the hour passes, uh, and you're close, but not, but no cigar, not quite there at the center of the city. Uh, so, Kit, we have the question again. What's the plan? Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna cast it again. I'm gonna assume that we haven't spent all this time to now start killing things, and we would rather be sneaky. So, I will use sure. my last spell slot. Or last second All level right. spell slot. To... My last spell slot. Hooey. All right, your last second level. All right, so you cast it again. The shadows envelop the party once more, and I need one final set of dexterity stealth checks. Bizdira. Another three. Oh, my God. All different dice. Okay, Bria. Don't worry, guys. I'm back up to 38. Excellent. Flick. Where'd she go? <laughs> um, <clears throat> an 18. Oh, my God. Kit. I... Crit, Crit failed. failed. Oh. And I already used my inspiration, and I used my bardic inspiration. I mean, mine was still a 19, Wait. but still, there was three And mine threes. was a 38. This party check, I could... <laughs> yes, but your party check still only counts as one success. <sighs> it's a very good success, but it's still only one success. All right, so here's what, here's what you run into. So you turn a corner, and... There, much closer to you than you anticipated, are two of these messy, dripping, tar ghoul things, and one of the pustule-infested zombies. Kit all but runs into them, and they spin around, and the three of them spot Kit. One of the tar ghoul things spots Bria, sorry, spots Bizdira and Flick. Uh, the other two creatures don't spot anyone but Kit, and nobody spots Bria. Um, I'm gonna cast Invisibility on Kit. <laughs> uh, we're going- we're going to roll initiative, is what we're going to do. Okay, well, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Oh, okay. Can I get a- a sneak attack, since none of them see You- me? you get a surprise round, yes. yes you absolutely get a surprise round. You knew what I round. meant. I did. Okay, Kit, what'd you get? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Bria. Eight. Oh, Jesus. Flick. 12. Bizdira. 19. All right. So, Bria, you have a, a surprise round turn to do something. What do you do? Question. Um, well, they saw the other... Okay, I've made my decision. Uh, okay. I'm glad we talked this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I am going to, I'm really afraid of the postule guy, um, but I really want to take advantage of 
the situation right now, so I am gonna, um, use... Can I use my... Can I roll <laughs> an arcana check to see if I should be afraid of touching any of them for any reason? Sure. Yes. It's a nine. They're all pretty gross. I don't know if you want to touch them, but... Okay. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go with my dagger to the one that noticed, uh, Kit. Okay, the one or that noticed Kit notice was Kit? the, uh, make a wisdom insight check. Well, they all noticed Kit, right? Everybody noticed Kit. Okay. It's a crit You don't need fail. to make the insight check. I am going to attack the one closest to Kit. Uh, I mean, they're all sort of on top of Kit, so which one would you like to attack? One tar or Mole? Or tar, please. Tar, alright. That is a 17 to hit. That'll do. For 15 damage. Nicely done. All right. And then I'm going to use my other dagger. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm going to use my other dagger to stab him again. For an 18 to hit. 18 to hit hits. For one additional damage. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. We hop back to the top of the round, and unfortunately, the tar zombies, or tar ghouls, tar zombies, whatever, the tar things are the first to take a turn. That tar zombie that you hit, Bria, yeah. as you hit it the second time, it's uh, your dagger catches off, uh, catches on something hard in its in its body or something, and you, to your horror, see a spark fly, and this zombie, this ghoul rather, just bursts into flame. That's kind of the what tar I wanted. That it, okay, well, it doesn't seem to be bothered by the fire. Oh, is okay. the bad news? Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> That's the bad news. It is going to, this one that you just attacked, uh, Bria, is going to uh, look at you and open its maw, and Tar is going to come vomiting out of it in your general direction. Gross. Uh, And in fact, everything around it is going to be covered in Tar. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please, Bria. I can't use Uncanny Dodge against this, right? Uh, no, but you can use evasion. I will use evasion. Uh, it's a uh, 18. 18. All right. So you manage to avoid being covered in tar, but to your horror, there's tar now all around you. And because this ghoul is on fire, so too is the tar as it spews out of its mouth. Okay. So you're going to want to get out of there uh, as quickly as possible because while you are not covered in burning tar, everything around you is. The other tar ghoul is going to come up to Kit, since that's the other person that they saw, and is going to attempt to bite you. That is a 16 to hit. Yes. And it is going to attempt to claw you as well. That is an 18 to hit, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. An 18 for the saving throw. So you can feel that there is some sort of venom in this creature's claws that is attempting to paralyze your muscles, but you avoid, uh, you are able to withstand it. You then take 14 piercing damage from the bite and uh, six slashing damage from the claws. Jeez Louise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, that is the end of their turn. Next up, we have Bizdira. All right, Bazir's gonna radiant sunbolt the one on, on fire. Okay. So she'll send two of those there. Absolutely. Does a 19 hit? It does. Then both of them hit. All right. 12 points of radiant damage. 12 points of radiant damage to the on fire tar ghoul. All right, anything else on your turn? <sighs> Can I go to one of the pustule? There's only one, but yes. Yes, I'll go up to that one and I'm gonna spend a key point to try to kick it twice. A 15. Uh, 15 hits. Then they both hit. 15 points of bludgeoning. All right. 
the creature a few pop a few of the pustules as you land Ugh. blows on it. And then I hold uh, my breath. next up we have Kit. Ugh, as disgusting as this is gonna be, I'm going to bonus action wild shape into a cave bear, and uh, they're gonna get some biting and clawing action. <laughs> Alright. Uh, who is going to get biting and clawing action? The Tarzan, the Targul next to you? Yeah, All the right. guy closest to me. Alright, do it. Alright, I'll roll for the bite first. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit. That'll do. And, uh... For the claws, that's going to be a uh, 23 to hit. That'll do. That's 12 piercing damage. Okay. And um, 11 slashing. All right. Nicely done. Uh, You come away with sticky tar on you, but you're able to fling it off uh, without any problem. Except that you two strike a hard place, and this tar zombie now, our tar ghoul now also bursts into flame. But it happens after your second attack, so it doesn't burn you yet. All right. Anything else on your turn? No, that was your action and bonus action. Flick, you are up. Okay. I really want to do Thunder Wave, but it's going to make this loud noise and I don't want to attract any more of these things. That's true. Um, So I am going to... I thought I knew what I was going to do. Six seconds. Okay, I'm going to cast Protection from Evil on Bizdira. Okay. Thanks. Um, Against Undead. Alright, so Bizdira, you all undead creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. There's some other stuff, but none of that's going to come into play. Uh, Alright, very nice. Thank you, Flick. The mold zombie that you went up to kick is going to turn and face you. It is going to open its mouth, and it is going to breathe out those spores, and I need all of you to make constitution saving throws, please. Do I get to roll with the bear's constitution modifier? You sure do. Flick, what'd you get? That is a one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, Flick. Wait, do we get advantage because uh, we have the bandanas on still? No. Uh, Bizdira, what'd you get? 18. All right, you're fine. Bria? 17. You're fine. Kit? Now I crit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are fine. Flick, you take 13 necrotic damage and roll a d4 for me. Hi-ya. That's a three. Okay. That's all. That's all. I'm just I taking like some notes. That. Just taking some notes. All right, Bria, you are up. I am up. I really hate this guy that is breathing fire and stuff. Um, so I'm going to attack him again. The one that you've been attacking? Yes. And I was originally right. going to light him on fire, but now that I know he likes that, I'm just going <laughs> to try to stab him again. Will I get hurt if I try to stab him with my dagger? It's very hot. What if I do a short sword? Still very hot. What if I disengage and do my short bow? Less hot. Great. I'm disengaging. I'm doing the short bow. Okay. I definitely hit. Uh, Kit is still within five feet, right? Yep. That sucks. Ten. (laughs) (laughs) Ten total out of fucking five D6. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. All right, so Bria fires off an arrow and sinks it into the center of this Targul. We're back to the top of the round, and it is the Targul's turn. So that one is going to come after you, Bria, and follow you over, uh, and it is on fire. It is going to attempt to claw and bite at you. The claw... Sorry, the bite... Oops, the bite first. The bite is only a 13 to hit. The claw is a 16 to hit. That's a hit. All right. Uh, So it hurts, and it also burns. You take 
seven plus three, ten slashing damage and three fire damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Nineteen. All right. You also feel that poison, but it doesn't uh, hit you or hurt you. Uh, uh, Kit, the Tarzum, the Targul next to you is going to do the same. It's going to try and bite you. That's a natural one. It's going to try and claw you for an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Constitution saving throw, please, as you take... Well, do the roll first. A nine. So you take uh, nine slashing and two fire damage, and you are paralyzed as the venom seeps into you, uh, and you find yourself unable to move. Bizdira, it's your turn. Kit, you're on deck, although you'll just be able to make a saving throw. So I'm going to do the same. I'm going to fire... All right, yes, fire that right... Uh, you're right next... Oh, you're, so you're firing at the Targul. The Targuls are getting yes, the Radiant okay. Sunbolt, and then I'll yep. kick, kick. The one by... The same one that you fired at before? Yeah. Does a uh, 16 hit? 16 hits. Okay. So that's 11 radiant. Okay. To that one. And then I'm yep. going to do do another key point. Okay. Two kicks at the spore, at the mold zombie in front of you. That rolled two 12s. All right. Those will hit. 13 damage. All right. Nicely done. We are up to Kit. Flick, you're on deck. Kit, I need you to make me another constitution saving throw. A 10. 10 is just not enough. You can feel the life beginning to return to your muscles, but you're not quite able to take advantage of it yet. Flick, you are up. All right. I notice the paralysis of my friend. I go up to her and cast Lesser Restoration. And you are able to free yourself from the paralysis kit and you as the cave bear roar. All right. This is... I, this might be a more clerical fight for you than you then, ever had as a I've cleric. Ever, yeah, with my bard and ranger spells. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it is the mold zombie's turn as it turns to... Well, let's see. Do any of them look hurt? Oh, yeah, a little bit. So it turns to you, Bizdira, and it tries to slam against you. D- Disadvantage. That's, that's, why? Because the protection is evil. Oh, right. Yes, disadvantage. All right. So I rolled two 16s. So that's a 21 to hit. And on the second one is a 7 to hit. So that doesn't hit. So it slams into you, bludgeoning you for 7 bludgeoning damage. But you also take 6 necrotic damage. So a total of 13 damage. Uh, but I have resistance, so that's 3. So uh, it's 3, so, so 10 damage. Um, yes, can indeed. Can I use evasion for any of this? No, right? You cannot. No. All right, Bria, we are up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do exactly what I I did last time. I'm going to do my short bow again. Okay, so you're just leading this tar zombie, this flaming tar zombie, slowly down the street. I love it. I hate him. I want him dead. So I send off an arrow for a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Um, I'm... Can I purposely lead him in a way that keeps him within five feet of my friends? Uh, I suppose you could run back towards them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Uh, ah, 13 <laughs> damage. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's hurting a little. Uh, all right. That is the bottom of that round. We'll loop back around to the top of the round later because that is where uh. we're going to end it for this week. No. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if they are able to quickly and relatively quietly destroy these undead and continue on to the 
Ruin Darkanium and the Node at its center. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to, to, say to us, yes, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com lastrefuge.com As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Fizdira, Kate, Bria, and Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. That's some nice chins you got there. Ah! <laughs> what are you, what you doing? Happened? I fell forward. <laughs> <laughs> I fell and just fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs>